Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Namaste, everyone. Uh, this evening on page 106 of, of the book called Sri Ma, The Guru and the Goddess, we're going to begin the Guru Gita. And it says, Atta, Sri Guru Gita Paramba. That means we're going to begin the Guru Gita. Now, I want, to know, I want to let you know my feeling that if you just listen to this discourse, nothing's going to change in your lives. It could be some form of entertainment. And if something that is being said is real and it's true and it applies to you and your circumstances, if you implement that and you use this knowledge, and it becomes part of your being and part of your relationship, then you really make a change, a connection. You cement the bond between ourselves and the guru. And then this becomes a living tradition rather than just sweet words read out of a book. Well, I know people who have been listening to this discourse for 25 and 30 and 35 years and have yet to make a change in their lives. And I really feel that it's time to make a change. Or say and admit, this is not the teaching for me. And go find the teaching that will work for you. Because this description is about the relationship between a mirror and its reflection. And if you don't want to be the reflection that's shown in the mirror, then it's time to unlock the bathroom door and give someone else a chance. Either do your business or, or set free the bathroom. Because this is not about entertainment. This is not about what do you do on Tuesday night when I don't feel like watching the boob tube. This is the definition of the highest relationship that we can cultivate in our lives, and that is the capacity, the desire, and the inspiration, and the knowledge, and the practice, which cultivates the capacity to make ourselves into that disciple who is the reflection, the pure reflection of a pure guru. I hear so much talk about people looking for, to find the sat guru. I want a true guru. In Bengali, we have a beautiful proverb. It says, guru hoche lak lak, shisha hoche ek. You'll find hundreds and thousands of gurus and would-bes. But to find one disciple is very, very difficult of attainment. Our goal in studying this material is to make ourselves into the disciple. Doesn't matter how many gurus there are out there. I don't need a true guru. I need to become a true disciple. Even Dhruv went down to hell to save his guru. 
This guru fell into confusion, he sinned, he made a major faux pas, and he went down to hell, and Dhruv said, I am the pure disciple, and I am, through my devotion, I'm going to make my guru pure. And he went down to hell, and hell became cool, and so did Dhruv's guru, and they all came back to manifest truth in the true age. If we study this information and do not make changes in our lives, then we're saying, I don't believe that guru, and I don't believe that scripture, and I don't believe what's being said to me. We're wasting our time. You're wasting everybody else's time too. And with those few caveats, I'd like to begin. And now, dum dum, ha, Sri Guru Gita Parambha. And now the beginning of the Guru Gita. And here we start off with a meditation. Om. And now we start off with meditation. Presenting, dum dum. The respected mantras of the song of worship of the Guru, the Supreme Lord, the Eternal Shiva, is the seer, written in various meters, but mostly in understood. 32 verses to the breath, or 32 verses to the, to the verse. The Supreme Soul, the highly respected Guru, is the deity, Hamsa. Ham is the seed and Sa is the energy. Hamsa means... Hum means a hum, I am. And sa means she. I am she, I am that. Purush is hum and prakriti is sa. And usually the inhalation is hum. And the exhalation is sa. And in pranayama, hamsa means the swan. And the swan is the one with excellent discrimination, Vivekananda. The great discrimination which can determine which is the water and which is the milk. And the hamsa will only drink the milk. And she flies like a swan. Ramakrishna was called Paramahamsa, the supreme soul. And he flew like a swan because he knew the soul hum of pranayama. I am all of this. All of this is me. Hum. Sa. So hum is the seed. Sa is the energy. Chrome is the pin. And cause the cause and draws the mind. And om is the supreme divinity, the infinite beyond conception, the cause of bringing my mind into union with Om, Chrome. Chrome is the pin by which all of this had been bound in order to attain perfection in the blessings of the Guru. These mantras are being applied in recitation. And that is our Bini Yoga Atadhyana. And now the meditation. The lotus is embraced by the petals of hum and sa. Remember, uh, hum and sa. 
the two lotus, the, the two petals of the lotus of the Agnya Chakra, which are the divine cause of perceivable existence from the desire of his own soul, according to his own rhythm, he swachandha. He has his own chanda, his own rhythm. Uh, he perceives all existence and resides in infinite bodies. He's everywhere. There is nowhere you will not find the illumination in the darkness. Wherever you look, there she is. Uh, meditate upon the syllables guru. Guru. Gu karas twanda karas cha. Gu means the darkness. Ru karas tejas uchate. The illumination of the light is ru. Meditate upon the syllables gu, ru. The manifestation of the eternal, the perceivable form of letters, who exposes the principle that, as in tat twam asi, who always remains in the state of perfect equilibrium. That's our guru, whose feet are perceived to emit light, even through those socks. <laughs> Sutta said, remember this is, Sutta Puranika is the son of Ved Vyas. Ved Vyas taught all his knowledge to Sutta. Sutta taught all his knowledge to his children. And then Sutta attained liberation. Ved Vyas said, hey Sutta, why are you leaving me? I wanted a son who could send me to heaven and now why are you going to heaven and I'm still here on the earth? We've got it backwards. Uh, please. So Sutta is telling this story to all the rishis. And it starts out Kailasha Shikare Ramye right on the summit, the beautiful, the Ramya, the beautiful summit of Mount Kailash. Parvati bowed with devotion to the teacher of communion with devotion. Huh? Shankar? Bhakti Sandana Nayakam. He is the Bhakti, the, the Nayak of Bhakti. The teacher, the leader, the, the, the commander of the way uh, uh, to devotion. Who has communion with devotion? And she asked the cause of peace, Shankara. She said, hey, Shankara, you, you are the, the car, cause, the karan of sham, peace. And Parvati said to Shankar on the beautiful summit of Kailash where you see Shiva and Parvati in perfect embrace. Remember, we went down to the Muladhar and we brought that Kundalini Shakti all the way up through the Shushumna and we pierced every chakra and we brought it to the Sahasrara, which is Kailash. And Kailash Shikari Ramye, on the beautiful summit of Kailash, that kundalini energy is saying to the cause of peace, Lord Shiva in his manifestation as the cause of peace, the teacher of communion with devotion. And the Supreme Goddess said, Hey, Chief, I bow to the Supreme Lord of all gods, higher than the highest, the guru of the universe, Jagat Guru. You are the guru of all the gurus. The teacher of all the teachers, the example most emulated amongst all examples, eternal Shiva, great God, please 
bestow initiation of the guru with me. Bestow upon me the initiation in the guru. Teach me what is a guru. How does the principle of guru work? Where does the principle of guru live? How does she make manifest her guruhood, her guruship? Yes, your guruship. How does she make that guruhood manifest? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? How does she teach? What is a disciple? How does a disciple act? How does a disciple learn? How does a disciple make manifest the sense of privilege to be in the presence of the guru? You Please, give me guru dikshan, padehime. I want diksha. Now, diksha means actually an initiation and... Uh, when we give initiation, we give the rishi, the chondo, the viniyog, the upayog, the, uh, the, the, uh, the rhythm, the rishi, the history, the, the, the circumstances, the environment, the, all the participants, where this mantra was originally understood, where it was realized, how it was given forth, how it was transferred from guru to disciple through the ages, what, how it was applied, what was its biniyog. I want to learn the entire history, I want to learn the culture, I want to learn the tradition, I want to learn the meaning, and we remember, remember we talked about seven levels of meaning, we had a bach art, then a bhav art, then a gur art, then a gupta art, and a, 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 a sampradaya art, and a, a guj art, and we had a, a swadhyay art. We had all of these different levels of meaning according to the dictionary, according to the, to the tribe of sadhus, according to the guru kul, according to the way my guru makes this word manifest in her life, according to the individual achievement of a sadhu. What does this word mean on so many levels? Now, I want diksha. I want the complete, intuitive understanding, the energy, the rishi, the chondo, the, the kilakam, the pin. I want the, the meditation, the form, the history, the tradition, the culture, the grammar. I want to learn everything I possibly can about this lady over here whose image I want to reflect. I have this inner urge, the magnet is pulling on my iron and saying, okay, you should manifest the perfection of this personal being, this individual being. You want to take that bhavana into your life. Now, Shiva, cause of peace, oh, teacher of communion with devotion, bhakti nayakam, and bhakti sandan nayakam. Sandana means to explore, to, uh, to, to, to uh, uh, when you explore, you kushish, uh, uh, sandan, you, you uh, search for the real meaning, and he is the Nayak, the leader, the supreme teacher of, for those who search for the true bhavana, the true attitude of devotion. So now I want you to tell me all that you can tell me about the guru. Okay, Shiv? Oh, teacher! That's you. 
Teach the path by means of which a seeker becomes one with supreme divinity. Pretty clear. Hey, I want to become one with you, and I know in order to become one with you, I have to become one with her. Because she will lead me to you, and you are my ultimate objective. And my guru is the personification, the embodiment of the perfection of that path. She is going down that path herself. She's not sitting on a throne and saying, okay, go down the path. She's sitting on, in an asana in front of her deity, doing the puja and doing the pot and observing the vows and the brat of Navaratri. And she is going along uh, uh, pursuing Anusandhan. She is doing the, the, she is in hot pursuit of her luxury, of her goal, and she is prosecuting her way of life as a way of life. She's not ex experiencing the imposition of an external dis uh, discipline being imposed upon her. It's her natural way of life. She gets up in the morning and she worships the gods and then she worships the goddesses and then she comes to the temple and worships the gods and then she worships the goddesses and then she sings the chandi. And we call that Navaratri. She calls that daily life. Nitya karma. Every day she does the same. What is different about Navaratri to Srima? Nothing. She does the same thing. So now, O oh, teacher, teach the path by means of which a seeker becomes one with supreme divinity. O oh, Swami, Swami, huh? Swami, you, you are my own self. Ami, Swa, Swa means my own. Ami means I. You are my I. You are the best I I could possibly become, Swami. O oh, teacher, give me your grace, defined as kripa, do and get, and I bow to your feet. <laughs> I bow to your feet. That's all I have to say about the matter. I want to do, I want to get, Swami, give me the grace. Allow me to do as you are doing. Allow me to follow the example that you are setting. Allow me to remember all the time that my view of life is not the most important, that there's a harmony that I can work with and I can move into that harmony and evolve a greater harmony and become more and more a reflection of the perfection. So beautiful. Wow, a reflection of the perfection. I guess that is so beautiful. <laughs> that's just what it is and that's why I bow to your feet. And the Supreme Lord said, all right already. Oh, goddess, you are my own form. Hey, Prokriti, you are the root of Purush. You are the form. Pro means before. Kri means becoming. Iti, this. You are me before you became this. You are the visible form of me. Now, you and I are not different. You are the visible form of me. You are my own form from my love for you. How can I not love you? You are me. I am you. 
everything I do is the privilege to serve you, from my love for you, I will answer this question, which is beneficial to the world. It, you know what? This question, every sadhu has to ask. Or if they don't ask it, they're not sadhus. They're not striving for perfection in every detail. How do I become, show me the path to become one with the Supreme Divinity? If they don't ask the question, then they're not trying to be disciples. And if they're not trying to be disciples, then they have no need to read this book. They could stay home and go to the movies. Or whatever else they choose to do. Never before has someone asked it. I'm gonna, we're going to write it down this time because it, maybe it'll be beneficial to everybody else who wants to know this knowledge. How do we extricate ourselves from the bonds of samsara? How do we free ourselves from all the maya surrounding us all the time? All that causes us to be forgetful and selfish. How do we free ourselves from that? How do we begin to reflect the purity of the image of the guru? Now, now, just because I love you, I know you know all this information. I know you are not different from me. But just because I love you, this will be a fun thing, a fun way for us to spend our time on the summit of Mount Kailash. It is difficult for all the beings of the three worlds. It's not easy to become the pure reflection of the purest being in union and harmony with the Supreme Divinity at all times. It's difficult. Listen as I speak to you. And please, listen intently. Shravanam mananam nidhithashanam. You listen to it with your ears and contemplate it with your mind and meditate upon it deeply within yourselves until there's a change in your attitude, change in your goal, a change in your path, a change in your life that makes you say, I'm not content for everything to be the same as it was before I learned who is the guru. And what is her illumination? The Guru is verily the Supreme Divinity and no other. This is the truth. This is the truth. O oh, giver of boons, satyam satyam varanane. This is the truth. This is the truth. The Guru is the image, the image of it. She is verily the Supreme Divinity. She is part of Brahma. She is the, the supreme divinity made manifest in a human body in order to give us an example of how we can become one with the supreme divinity. In the Vedas, all scriptures, in the Puranas, the histories and literatures, in the mantras, yantras, and other forms of knowledge, in Smriti, in the books of remembrance, and uh, the special mantras for attaining specific powers and others. Mantra Yantradi Vidyascha, Vidy, uh, 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 Mantra Yantradi, 
you know, and the various kinds of mantras and yantras and vidyas and all the smriti uchatanadikam, all the various forms of knowledge that's been remembered and written down and that's been spoken and given by sruti and smriti. And, you know, the srutis are that which was heard. Those were revealed from the Vedas. The gurus realized that knowledge and they revealed it and they passed it down from guru to disciple and then the smritis were remembered and written down and all the commentaries and the basha and all the special mantras for attaining this power or that power in the scriptures of the shaivas and the shaktas and various adamas and nigamas and, and the commentaries and the other offerings of explanation can be found a source of confusion to those of confused or wavering consciousness. If you have a confused mind and you go into the scriptures, I promise you will read about confusion. Just as the Jesuit translators of the 1800s who came into India to convert the pagan Hindus started translating the Vedic literature and they said, why are they praying to cows? And why are they worshipping trees? And why aren't they working? Why are they accepting their lot in life? And they became confused and said, this stuff is rubbish. This is nonsense which were the first commentaries that we had on Sanskrit literature in English language. So if you have a confused mind, you can go to prove your thesis and go into any one of the scriptures and I will bet you will find conflicting statements and you will find incomprehensible applications and you will come up with nothing but confusion. If you have a confused or wavering consciousness to begin with. Those people who perform sacrifices, yagyas, sacred vows, purifying austerities, tapasya, offering gifts, recitation of mantras, jap, tap, sacred pilgrimages, yatra, yatra uh, in the absence of understanding the principle of guru, perform like fools. <laughs> if you don't know what a guru is, you can do all the japtap, all the translations, write books, do, pontificate as much as you like. If you don't understand what is a guru and how does she illuminate the light in the darkness, you, we perform like fools. Doesn't matter how many credentials we put after our names on those fancy calling cards that we pass out proclaiming our greatness. <laughs> Introducing, dum dum Swami with HHXYZ dot PhD DCP and all the other anacronyms that you want to put after your name proclaiming, I am the most humble of the servants of the scholars of Sanskrit. If you don't understand what is a guru and you're not following the pure example of a pure guru, you perform like fools. The guru is the soul of intelligence and no other. This is the truth. This is the truth. 
without a doubt. Satyam satyam nashamshaya. Oh, satyam satyam nashamshaya. It is incumbent upon those who rule their mind to strive to attain that. As in tattvamasi. The maya of perceivable existence obscures knowledge. Obviously, maya. Remember, we had three definitions of maya. The maya of Shankya says, I'm hiding the reality. I'm obscuring knowledge. You can't see the one because you're so busy looking at the many. The maya of Tantra says, the one is in relationship to the many, and the many is in relationship to the one. And the Maya of Vedanta says, there is only one. Any other thought is Maya, it's a postulation. The reality is only one. Brahma, 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 Brahma. So the maya of perceivable existence obscures knowledge. In the individual body, it gives birth to the darkness of ignorance. As soon as we start saying two, we can name many, many forms. But that doesn't really constitute knowledge. Knowledge is how do I make all those forms into one? The real knowledge is the unity amidst the diversity to find the one that's omnipresent, omnipotent, all-pervading, the one that brings us all into harmony, not the many that divides us into various segments. In the individual body, it gives birth to the darkness of ignorance. He who gives rise to the light by which illumination is known is called by the word Guru, he who gives rise, she who gives rise to the light by which illumination is known is called by the word guru. From the selfless, loving service of the feet of the respected guru, the soul is purified from all sin. That takes selfless loving service. It's a privilege to serve the lotus feet of the respected guru. The soul is purified from all sin. I am telling you of that objective of grace by which one is merged in Brahma, the supreme divinity. Now, the goal, the objective of the Kripa the goal to get the Kripa's Kree is what we're going to do in order to, what do we want to get? Okay, I want to tell you about the objective of the goal of this Kripa by which one is merged into supreme divinity. Remembering the lotus feet of your guru, taking water upon your head, that seeker attains the fruit of bathing in all of the sacred places of pilgrimage. 
Kurukshetra Daya Ganga, Pravasi Pushkarani Cha. You don't need to go anywhere. Sit at your altar and take the water from the Guru's feet and put it on your head. And you just took a bath in all the sacred rivers of India, inside and out. That seeker attains the fruit of bathing in all the sacred places of pilgrimage. You just took a Tirthyatra all through Bharat, the land where the light of wisdom always shined. You just visited all the holy shrines if you believe in the Guru. If you don't believe in the Guru, you can go to all the places on the map in India and come back home and do the same thing that you were doing before you left. With the same attitude, with the same feeling of incompletion. But if you have the devotion and you have the belief and you have the, that bhavana, that feeling that all the places of pilgrimage are present where my guru is present. Om guru vyonama, om param guru vyonama, om parapara guru vyonama, om parameshti guru vyonama. I'm surrounded by my guru. Then you attain the fruit of bathing in all the holy places and all the sacred places of pilgrimage. The waters from the Guru's two feet can purify all sins. Whether it's one drop, Amritam Guru Swaha, Amritam Guru Swaha, or if it's a whole handful, Amritam Guru Swaha, Amritam Guru Swaha. They are a light to illuminate wisdom and can take one across the ocean of objects and relationships. The Sansar Samudra, you, it's the boat that will take all the aspirants across the ocean of all objects and all relationships. Everywhere there's an object, every atom is an object. And every atom has a relationship to every other atom. That's a lot of relationships. Now, every one of those relationships is purified because of your love, because of your sense of privilege to be in the presence, the respect that you offer as a natural consequence of your being in the presence of that which you love. When you're in love, you just feel this sense of awe and appreciation and a, a, a feeling of a, a privilege, a sense of, of devotion that, wow, I get to be with my beloved. Pinch me. Let me know that it's reality. Let me make this moment last as long as I possibly can that I get the privilege of sharing this moment of space. Salokya, Samipya, Sarupya, Sadrishya, Sayuj. I get to move into the paradigm of reality with my beloved. And I get to be in relationship, doing the same kind of activity as my beloved. And I know she is illuminating the light and taking away the darkness. She is doing the karma that I want done. 
And we are in the same paradigm of reality, we are in the same sense of activity, and I am seeing her as she is seeing me. And I see her form as she sees my form, and I can't tell which is the reality and which is the reflection. Which of us is looking in the mirror at whom? How do we know? The intensity, the bhavana, the intensity of my reality becomes stronger and louder and more pronounced and more felt as an intensity of reality is felt. It's how intensely real is it to you? That's the bhavana, how do you measure the intensity of reality? How sweet is the sweet to you? Well, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> well, make it sweeter. <laughs> Whoever drinks the water from the guru's feet removes the root of ignorance and purifies the karma, the activities from birth, everything you've done, all the stupid stuff you did, as soon as you say, hey, there's an example for me that I want to follow. I'm going to make myself in the purest reflection of the qualities of the guru as I most possibly can within my capacity. She purifies the root of ignorance and purifies the karma from birth and obtains perfection, wisdom, and renunciation. That perfection, it's purna. And uh, you get gyan-vairagya-siddhyartham. Gyan, wisdom, vairagya, this sense of renunciation, that sense of, uh, of tiag. I'm giving up all the separation, giving up all the duality, giving up all the attachments to my selfishness, where I only think about me, and I think about mine, and my responsibility, and my obligation, and my kortabya. Uh, kortabya? Duty. Thank you. And I don't think about you. And I forget you. Well, if I drink the water from your feet and I love the guru and I come into the presence of the guru and I come into the paradigm of reality with the guru and I come into that bhavana with the guru and I come into salukya, samipya, sarupya, sadrishya, sayuj, I become the guru. I become the illumination in the darkness. I become the example that I wish to emulate in my beloved example. Drink the water from the Guru's feet. Eat of his prasad, the remnants of his food. That's the consecrated offering that we gave it to the Guru. She tasted it and she said, now you've taken it. Now this is for you. Always meditate upon the Guru. Always recite the mantra of the Guru. Om Sam Sarsvati Namaha. Let's pause for 
today, and we'll see if there are any questions to discuss here. I'll bet there are. Real juice. Real juice. <laughs> ah. Well, we have a lot of scratchy heads and a lot of dandruff party here, uh, but let's see if there are any real questions. Uh, more than a scratch of the head, we can just raise the hand. Yes, please. Can you talk a little bit about the relationship between the individual personal guru and the guru principle? Yes. The individual personal guru reflects the guru principle. In my mind, in my heart, in my experience, in my understanding, in my discrimination, I see only her perfections. I don't look to find faults with her. I'm sure there might be some. She may put her socks under the bed. She may do, I don't know what she does. I'm, I don't look for the faults in my guru. I look for all the things that can teach me how do I want to become. I don't look for all the things I want to avoid. There are plenty of examples of that. Just look outside and you'll see how many different characteristics in other people I would like to avoid. But look at the guru with the discrimination as to how much can I take from this example and put into my own life and feel myself becoming more and more the person I would like to be. So, yes, she may have some imperfections. I'm not concerned with those. My concern is what can I learn from her that will improve my life? Of course, if she asks me to do something very much against my understanding, I have to ask her to explain why. What does it mean and how is it going to work? And how is it going to help me achieve our highest aspiration? But as long as she says to me, sit down, worship, Take the water from the guru's feet. You don't have to go to Rome, London, Paris, Rome, and New York. You can stay still. You don't have to climb to the heights of the Himalayas. You'll do that after you have bathed in the waters of the guru's feet. Then you'll know what you're looking for when you get to Kailash. If you go to Kailash right now, I guarantee you will take a picture and you'll come home and you'll show me the photograph. And you'll probably show me the t-shirt. I was at Kailash. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about doing. We're talking about going to this summit of Kailash. Kailash Shikare Ramye. The beautiful summit of Mount Kailash where the kundalini comes from the muladhara and just to sit in darshan with Shiva and say, hey, Purush and Prakriti are one. They are together. There is no difference between the two of them. Now, show me the example of illumination in the darkness. Teach me the principle of guru so that all humanity can benefit. I know that you know everything I'm going to tell you. There's no doubt in my mind. Still, for the benefit of all existence, I'm going to conduct this discourse with you so that we can share this knowledge with all of those who want to become enlightened. How do we become one with the Supreme Divinity? What do we have to do? First thing we have to do is follow, find an example of someone who's done it or who's a little farther ahead than me, who's doing it. 
They can show us something. In the Bhagavad Gita, it said, listen to one chapter, listen to one verse, listen to one word, listen to one letter of one word. Take any amount of knowledge that you get and bow to the pure transmitter of the pure knowledge and be content that you got illuminated and enlightened even to the extent of one letter, of one word, of one mantra, which will give you new understanding. This is the song of the Guru. So we, we're going to look for all the benefits that we can get. The individual form represents to us the form of worship. I learned meditation by looking at the, the countenance of my guru. Puja Mulan Guru Padam. I learn Puja. I learn how to worship by sitting at her feet. Either worshiping her or watching her worship or worshiping my deities the way she worships her deities. And it evolves. Our relationship evolves. It continues. Puja Mulan Guru Padam. Mantra Mulangaro Bakyam. Mantrayate is the, the mantra that the, I learn mantras by listening the way the Guru pronounces the mantra. By chanting along with her, by asking her the meaning, by letting her explain it to me, by listening to the way she conducts her worship, her way, her, her own self. Mokshmalam Guru Kripa. I am doing what she is doing and I am getting what she is getting and that is my liberation. <laughs> this isn't rocket science, guys. It's just so clear. Just upon its face, it's just so clear. You can, now what do you want to learn from the individual form? And how will she take us closer to the universal form? She says, hey, look at what I'm doing. I get up in the morning, I sit down in front of the altar. Sit down in front of the altar, just like I sit down in front of the altar. You want to be a disciple? You want to be a reflection of what the guru does? Do what the guru does. Okay, now I get up and I sit down in front of the altar and I perform puja. Pu means punya, the highest merit. Ja means jatha, giving birth. I give birth to the highest merit. I get to sit in the presence of the supreme divinity. You want to be a disciple? Sit down in front of the altar and do the puja. Just like I'm doing the puja. You're meditating on the form of the guru. This guru will take you to that guru. Now that guru is in a state of greater perfection than this guru because that guru never moves. You come here any time, day or night, and Lakshmi is going to stare at you just like that. <laughs> you come any time you like, she doesn't bat an eyelash. I do. She is in a greater state of perfection. You come to Swami, he'll take you to Srima. You come to Srima, she'll take you to the Shiva Lingam. She go to the Shiva Lingam, he'll take you to Mahalakshmi with 18 arms. You go to Mahalakshmi with 18 arms, she'll take you to Nirakar Brahma. The animal longer and more theme, I'm meditating on the form of the Guru. 
Puja Mulangaro Padam. I'm going to learn Puja by sitting at the feet of the Guru. Now watch what she does. I'm going to watch her. I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to imitate her in my own way as best as I can. I don't have a tongue all twisted in all directions like she does, but I'm going to say it the best I can. Mantra Mulangaro Bakyam. What she tells me to do is really scripture to me. She's not going to waste words on me. She's not in it for herself. She has no selfish design upon me. I can trust that her words are equivalent to mantra. And her pronunciation is just like a mantra. And mantrayata takes away your mind. And you have a qualified guru who gives you a qualified example and you follow that example and you learn how to speak and you learn how to think and you learn how to feel and pretty soon mokshmalam guru kripa you're doing what the guru is doing and you're getting what the guru is getting that's the kripa the grace has descended upon poor little unworthy us we are doing and getting by, because of that mantra. We learn the mantra, how to meditate on the form of the guru and how to watch the guru and what she does and how she does it, with what attitude she does it, with what renunciation she does it. And then we sit at her feet and we learn the puja that, with which she does it and the stillness, the equilibrium, the Bhavana, this centeredness. She never leaves her center. We learn that from the feet of the guru. And what she tells us is mantra. And what we do begets liberation. We become free from all the bonds of attachment. We stop our selfish behaviors and start to think ourselves as a part of a harmony, a greater harmony, which expands geometrically. It just rises up out of the Davy Munder and it jumps all over the, the waves of cyberspace and it goes across the ocean. And we got a, we got a telephone call from Muscat Oman today that said, your website is so out of sight. We are so proud of you. Thank you all. Thank you all for making such a cool website. So in this way, the individual form of the guru is going to bring us closer and closer and closer to the cosmic form of the guru. Until we realize that the guru is Brahma, the guru is Vishnu, the guru is the Deva Maheshwara, guru Sakshat Parabrahma. She is actually the supreme divinity of Tasmai. Therefore, Therefore, we bow down to the Guru. We bow down to the Guru in the individual form. We bow down to the Guru in the form upon which we meditate. We bow down to the teacher who taught us how to worship, how to meditate, how to become one with the Guru and one with the Goddess. We bow down to the Guru who became Brahma, Vishnu, and Siva, we bow down to the guru who became Mirakar Brahman, the actually, Saksha, actually, supreme divinity. 
Tashmai. Therefore, we bow down to the Guru. I believe that is the correspondence between the individual form and the cosmic form of the Guru. We have time for another question. Yes, please. We've talked about the Shankya philosophy of Maya, the Tantra and the Vedanta. Is that, is that a progression from the lower Maya to the highest Maya? And, and is there the Guru principle present in there as well? Yes. It is a progression and the Guru principle is present everywhere. Everywhere you recognize the term Maya, even in the, the Purda, the, the veil which obscures the reality. The Guru is present there. I just recognize there is a veil obscuring reality. There must have been some illumination to allow me to realize that. That there is a reality greater than what I'm seeing with these eyes. Something true exists beyond all that I'm looking out at. The, the multitude of various forms and attitudes and objects and relationships that is covering the reality of truth, the true existence. Therefore, the Guru must be present there too. Guru Sakshat Parabrahma. The Guru is actually the Supreme Divinity and so she is present everywhere. Shakalarim, she is present in the Maya of Shankya. She has obscured the reality. Hasakahalarim, she is present in the Maya of Tantra. She weaves like the warp and the woof of the cloth. She demonstrates the relationship of the one with the many and the many with the one. Kailarim, she is. The Reem, she is the Maya Vedanta, which is saying, I am the only one here. There is not a second. All these forms that you're looking at, that's all Maya. It's a Yur. It's a not the Maya. It's a Yur. <laughs> It all belongs to you. It's a figma of uh, your imagination. You've created these relationships between these objects. You define them. You, you assess the priorities. You as ascribe a hierarchy. You tell what is most important, what is least lesser important. You are making this up as you go along, flying by the seat of your pants. That's your Maya. Ain't me, babe. My Maya is different. I am the only one here. We are all one. We are all one. And that is the principle of unity. That principle of unity is the Maya of Vedanta. There is no second. Maya is the measurement of the existence. It's all Maya. It's all me. Every one of these forms is another form of me. How can I say this is different, this is different, this is different? You say it's different. But from the point of view of Vedanta, it's all the same. It's all one. Aham Brahmashmi. 
So the three forms of Maya come through Kadi Vidya, and that is the three are Rim, 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 Kaila, Rim, Hasakahala, Rim, Sakala, Rim. The three forms of Maya. The Maya of Shankya, which says this is illusion, it's obscuring the reality. The Maya of Tantra, which says here she is the one in relationship to all of us. And here are all of us in relationship to her. The Maya of Vedanta, which says it's all one. There is no duality. All the duality is a postulation of our minds when we choose, because we think it's funny. Yes, please. Question from Sadhana Shakti in Seattle. Namaste, Sadhana. Pranam Sriman Swamiji. If an individual believes him or herself to be a devotee and is striving to become a disciple, how does one know if what they are doing in their life is pleasing their guru and if it is not what their guru tell them? Yes. Guru will tell you. Mostly when you ask. You have a duty as a disciple to try to employ the same techniques of behavior as the guru deploys and then come to the guru for confirmation. She's your guru. Don't think that she's got to send you a telegram or a message and, and say, hey, you blew it. Say, Mom, did I do this right or did I do this wrong? Or how am I doing or should I do something differently? Don't be afraid to ask advice. Don't be afraid to cultivate a relationship with your guru. If you're afraid, then you don't have a guru. Your guru is your mom. She's your pop. She's your friend. Tomeva matacha pita. Tomeva. Tomeva banduscha saka. Tomeva. She's your friend. She's your brother. She's your sister. She's your buddy. She's your mom. Your dad. Tomeva sarabang mama deva deva. You are everything to me. Why can't I have a relationship with you? Why can't I call you or send you an email or send you a, a text or send you a, 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 a nonverbal message, mom? I'm proposing to do this, or I am doing this, or can I send you what I've done and you can read the first chapter and tell me if I'm on the right course? Can I send you an outline of my book so that I can know if it's a good, if it's a good thesis or not? If it's something we want to represent the family of the Davy Mondo? Can I send you my song so that you'll be proud of me? Or you can correct it. Can I send you my poem? Can I send you what I'm doing? Can I be with you? Can I represent you? I want to be part of you. It's your duty, Sadhana, to cultivate a relationship with your lovers. You can't sit around and say, when's my beloved going to come to me and tell me how, what a good job I'm doing? You have to get off your duffet and go over there and say, hey, Guruji, hey, Mom. How is this working? Am I doing a good job? Is this right? Is this, are you proud of this, uh, this achievement? 
And I will tell you unequivocally, when you made the dean's list and you both came home with 4.0 averages and you got scholarships to the next grades of college, I was a proud parent, without doubt. That doesn't mean that everything you do is going to be perfect, but it means you, 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 we made together a program. And we made a sankalpa, and we made a path, and we outlined the goals. And you went to work, and you started to fulfill those goals. And believe me, I was the most proud papa. I was the most proud swami that you could ever imagine. That we together made a plan, and you fulfilled it. That's how families work together. The family plan is a collection of the individual plans of all the members of the family. If you don't have a plan, you don't belong to the family. You're not part of the family plan. Only those with a plan can be part of the family plan. The family plan is, a, is the synthesis of all the individual plans of the, all the members of the family. Sadhana, you and Bibik made a plan, and I made it with you, and we made it together, and you did it. By Jove, old man, you did it! And I am a very proud papa, without a doubt. And I pray that all the other disciples will take your inspiration and your example and employ it in their own lives and make a plan and make a goal and come to us and we will ratify it and modify it and we will we'll put it into effect together and that will be our family plan so that I can say I'm proud of you too. Just like Solomon and Bibik fulfilled their plan and accomplished their goal and completed their objective in the same way others of our family are doing similarly. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha Namaste.